You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Here we go. In the studio in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. The last episode in our first four house. For those of you into numerology of homes, if you listened to the podcast episodes from a few months ago, we talked about it. We are big into that over here. And this is our addresses now that we're leaving. 85. 8 plus 5 equals 13. You break that number down. 1 plus 3 equals 4. This is a four house. I have lived in a four house before, and it was in Charleston, South Carolina, and that is the place that I quit my nine to five, where I had that moment of, I'm putting all bets on me. Wow, so that was before Denver. Oh, yeah, way before Denver. Ah. Yeah, the house I lived in when I made the huge choice of getting a divorce and stepping into this whole new realm of being was an 11. Ah. Make a wish, follow through. And then I grew up in a seven. I've always lived in seven. So four homes represent structure, grounding, completion, laying a foundation to grow something big. I wouldn't suggest living in a four home, like starting a family and calling it a forever home, because it's, it's, very, it's structure. It's very Saturnian, self-discipline energy. If you want to mm-hmm. start a business or you want to amass wealth, like our last episode, I would highly suggest living in a four house. You just have to be ready to show up and put in the work and yeah. schedule surgeries and do things <clears throat> like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been really fun. And our new apartment has a four. Yeah. So that tells me we are just gravitating towards building something. Well, I mean, the whole the whole statement made for this place and now the next place is... Structure. Creating structure, getting shit done mm-hmm. so we can create the home and the keys or whatever it may be. Yeah. So. It's so funny that we lived 2021, we jumped around between Airbnbs and a motorhome. <laughs> and yeah. that is the least four thing ever. And we just kept saying, okay, this is fun, this is us, but we need structure. Just with where our life mm-hmm. is at right now, this season, we've got to have structure, mm-hmm. yeah. grounding. The universe said, okay, 85, <laughs> here you go. Yeah, and they gave us a quiet little home on a lake yeah. where you're kind of forced to have structure Yeah, because there really wasn't a lot to do. Yeah, you got to just ground so. and connect with nature, but also work hard. Yeah, Four homes yeah. are for working hard. If I owned a business, I would try and find a four. Yeah. That's for sure. So we have another year lease on a four place, so it's time to get to work some more. I will say this. I say it to you, but now I'll say it to thousands. The next place we have after this one will be in Key West. Mark my words. Hold it. Hold me to it. Our lease is up next January, 2024. Yeah. Oh, boy, you guys. Oh, set at bar 111.1. There we go. We got the ones coming in strong today. Yeah. Wow. So this episode is kind of about spirituality, more so head in the stars and feet on the ground. What it does involve feet on the ground. I love her question. And I know her. I've read her chart before. I really like this girl. She's a Libra. Sorry. (laughs) I know. It's just an episode is not complete if you don't (laughs) express your concern for Libras. Okay. 
All seriousness, though, it's kind of funny. Our last episode. <laughs> well, Capricorns here, think we don't like them now, too. No, I just said they're assholes, but I meant in a good way. So the Capricorns <laughs> who listen to this, I'm, I'm big Aries energy Libras, Virgo. he thinks you're annoying, but in a good way. <laughs> no, but Capricorn, serious. I said that, and y'all took it, I think, out of context. What I meant, because I... I cuss a lot, so I'm sorry. No, you but, don't. Not compared to me. I know, but like what I meant when I said asshole is like you are stern, you are you get shit done, and you get shit done, and I love it. Yeah, we so, do. We love us some Capricorns. I, I love, love that. You. I just talk about my favorite sign, which is Aquarius. <laughs> I just love them. I'm kind of like I'm kind of leaning towards the Leo Sag energy more yeah. lately, mixed with Scorpio. I mean, who doesn't love a Sag? It's just a given. You don't even just say it. <laughs> you can't hate a Sag. No. Okay. So her questions, short, sweet, and to the point. And I think, I know we resonate with this, and I really have a good feeling that a lot of people will. She says, hey, guys, longtime listener and lover of all of your work. I'm interested to hear your insight or get any advice about adapting to my own evolution. Oh, before we get going, we have to Jesus read her Jesus Christ, chart. a Libra wrote that? She is a Libra. No way. She's a Libra with a Leo moon Capricorn rising. There you go. And she was born in 1992, which means she's completed her Saturn return. Congratulations. She just finished that Saturn and Aquarius return. So she is fully <laughs> Capricorn. That's why she's writing like this, because that sounds very Capricornian, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, very. Yep. So she is a Libra, Leo moon, Capricorn rising. This is a pretty badass chart. And she's zero degrees Libra sun. So she really came here. You know, Libra energy is awkward for her. It's uncomfortable. She probably reads memes and sees things on the internet and is like, that's not me. I don't put makeup on every day. I don't care about relationships that much. In fact, she has her Chiron in the seventh house. So she probably avoids relationships or struggles with them. She really came here to learn Libra energy. But she writes... I've changed a lot over the past couple of years after a divorce, addiction troubles, etc. Say what? Saturn return? Well, look, <clears throat> that's pretty cool as a Libra that you can say, mm-hmm. I had addiction troubles. Good job. The Leo and the Capricorn rising. Good job. Now I'm settling down into a less hectic life and becoming a different, perhaps more evolved version of myself. The peace I feel is kind of weird, for lack of a better word. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for how to deal with adjusting to your own changing behaviors slash thoughts and how to handle how other people, especially your family, see the new you. Love always, Libra. Capricorn. (laughs) Capricorn. Yeah, that's right. You really step into your rising. So we're Taurus and Cancer over here. Good question. That's a really good question. So essentially what she's asking is she's gone through her Saturn return. She didn't say it, but we just know because she said over the past couple of years, which was the thick of it Mm -hmm. for her Saturn return. Welcome to this type of energy. She went through a divorce, had addiction troubles, etc. And now that Saturn is moving out of Aquarius, as she mentions, she's settling into a less hectic life and becoming a different, more evolved version of herself. She's just stepping into adulthood, Mm -hmm. which is what your Saturn return does for you. That's why at the end of it, I smile at all the kids (laughs) who are coming into their Saturn return, just a little grin like, like it's not as bad as it sounds. You're not going to die. It's not terrible. But when you come out of it, just like she's saying, you're 
grounded. You're at peace. And mm. that juice is so worth the squeeze. Yeah. So what she's asking is she's in this new, mature, evolved version of herself. And her family, especially, is not used to seeing this. Baby Jay, can you relate? Yeah. Congratulations. I think that's like one of the biggest tell-alls is when people around you don't even recognize you anymore. And, and in a good way, because you know that they're healthy um, habits that you built and you're becoming better. Congratulations. Right. I, I think from what she said and the way she asked it, lean into just staying unbelievably rooted with who you are happy with. Like if, if you're happy with the person you're becoming and who you are today, no matter what anybody says, keep doing what you're doing. Because mm -hmm. for some reason, like unhealthy family members and the people that we thought were really close to us, friends and shit, they actually end up like we, we get to see like what's behind the veil and the curtain. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you're like, oh, you really didn't want what's best for me. You just kind of wanted to keep me down here with you. And now that I've crawled out of that bucket, like one or two things will happen. They'll try and drag you back in or they'll ask you how to get out. Mm -hmm. And so I think my biggest piece of advice for her right off the bat would be keep doing you and just keep leading by example. Yeah. Because even the people who are questioning why you're doing this or I don't, you know, you've heard this a lot whenever, whenever you were making changes, like just push back. Whenever you start getting that pushback, start leading by example even more. Because honestly, those people, what they're really saying is like, I want to be there. I want to be mm -hmm. like you, but I don't know how to just say like, hey, can you help me? So yeah. Exactly. And you dealt with a lot of pushback. Oh, yeah. And like I've harped in other episodes, I don't mind being alone. It sucks, but I, I'm pretty happy and content there, which is something that not a lot of people have, big Scorpio energy, mm -hmm. but it, it has helped me. It buffered the pain of realizing, wow, I don't fit in with any of my old friends. God bless my family who I love. There's no animosity between us, but it is night and day, oil mm. and water. And so when it comes to that, like you said, when you, you crawl out of the bucket, they want to hold you down. That's true, mm -hmm. but they're not doing it in a malicious way. It yeah. is all under the surface, hidden subconscious motives yeah. of, well, this is what we know. And then you have all your family members and different personalities going through different experiences on different timelines. It is really rare and hard to be cohesive with each other. When there's so much soul evolution and growth happening in this big age of Aquarius, it's rare. So when you find those friends, those people, keep them and understand that you still, like us, we're on such a same frequency yet at different times. Mm -hmm. We're on opposite. You just have to understand the push and pull dynamics of that. With yeah. family, it's more difficult because it is so ingrained in us that blood is thicker than water, right? Yeah. You have you don't have to hate them. You don't have to ignore them, of course, based on your situation. Mm -hmm. But you decide where they sit in your home. Yeah. Do they sit at the head of your dining table together with you every single day? Or do they sit up on a bookshelf, maybe collecting a little dust, but every week or so you go in there and dust it off. You decide where to place them that's mm -hmm. comfortable for you and supportive of your evolution. Yeah. Do you yeah. agree? 100%. You, one of the things I've realized in my journey so far is that me doing amazing things makes people who aren't feel really fucking uncomfortable. And people don't like to feel uncomfortable. People like to feel 
comfortable. They don't want they don't want to question why they're not doing something because you are. They don't want to have those feelings of like he's so stupid running ultra marathons. Mm-hmm. Like that is ridiculous. But mm-hmm. really in their mind what they're saying is like I don't think I'm capable of doing that. Yep. And that makes me really uncomfortable. Yep. So in her situation it could simply be like wow, she's chasing this new career and we've always just sat stagnant and, you know, that's dumb. Why would you even do that? Just work that nine to five, whatever it may be. Yeah. Don't leave that relationship. Stay on to it. But what they're really saying is you make me feel really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I see you growing and that puts a mirror in front of me and simply shows me how shitty my actions are. Yep. And I, I don't know how to change them. Oh, yeah. So when I went through, you know, big major transitions like a divorce i did have people who were like what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. why would you do this what went wrong what happened they have to know and it's like no you know yeah. and then the people who were like you are making a huge mistake um you know i was so rooted it hurt obviously because these are people you thought loved you and would support you and mm-hmm. be kind and gentle with this already difficult transition for yourself instead of you're making a big mistake mm-hmm. but if you sit back and become the observer, (laughs) dive deep into the psychology of their world. Mm -hmm. Oh, the girl who told me that was abandoned by her father and watched her mom and dad get a divorce. Mm -hmm. So by watching me go go through one, I'm ripping the scab because she's allowing me. She doesn't have boundaries with herself Mm -hmm. off of that wound. And it's painful. Again, what is this called? Projecting. So as Baby J is saying, that's absolutely accurate where people are going to project onto you what they wish they were doing. Perfect example, one of my mentors, I told that story a few episodes Mm -hmm. back where this person was telling me, settle down, don't travel so much. You just need to plant roots. And so then I asked her, this older woman, I said, well, what would you do if you'd never had children, you never got married or divorced, what would you be doing? Kind of manipulative, Scorpio in a way, like, hey, just a little elbow in it. What would you be doing if you had no kids and had the luxury of working for yourself from anywhere? And she was like, oh, well, Probably live in a motorhome and travel, and I probably bounce between the keys in Colorado. It's like, hey, yeah. so why would you tell me yeah. to get a life like the one you're living if you didn't have those things you created through your own growth holding you down? You would live what I'm living right now. What in you can't look at me and say, gosh, I wish I did that, but hey, you go have fun, kid. I think that's why I only surround myself now with people when I say I'm going to do something. I'm going to fucking do it, whether you uh-huh. like it or not. So I want people around me who are like, sweet, how do I help you make this happen? I cannot surround myself anymore with people like my past, which are, hey, I'm going to do this. Why? That's dumb. Like, yeah. why? Why? Uh-huh. It's like staying rooted in today's world is hard enough as it is. Yeah. Like, it's not easy to see social media and people out there putting their life online and you think that they're living something different than they really are. Mm -mm. Like, that's that's hard enough to stay rooted and like, you know what? I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to stay focused on me because this is just me versus me. But it makes it next level when the people super close to you that you love then start to question why you're doing what you're doing. So stay rooted. Like real rooted. Like if your moral compass, I think that's why like I always lean back on the moral compass. I still screw up a lot. But -hmm. like if I follow that moral compass due north, which is does this have integrity? Does this have impact? And does this have love behind it? If those three three things align, then whether somebody says it's stupid or not, like I'm going to go that direction and learn the lesson, good or bad. 
Mm-hmm. Because you can't you can't really fail or go too far off track if you're following your moral compass. Yeah. And whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I let go of when I went through my Saturn return. Not fully. I'm still a work in process with it, but a lot is caring what other people think. Mm-hmm. And that whisper in your heart turns into a roar because you weren't listening. When it's a roar and it's a lion, you just don't care mm-hmm. what the chickens are pecking at, what they have to say. You keep going because you know it's right for you. And it's hard for women. It's definitely oh, hard yeah. for women. It's really hard. Thanks for acknowledging that. Yeah, don't compare your day one to someone's day 100. Yeah. Social media makes that really hard. Yeah. Because you don't see the success. And that's why I always want to remind you guys, hey, got credit card debt. Hey, I've been doing this for five, six years. Eight, if you include the years I blogged before I created this. I've been doing it for a long, long time. Yeah. That's why I like the the few real Instagram pages that are out there, like that girl who... She's she looks good and she's in shape and she's a pretty girl, but then she also shows like the reality of her yeah, body. her body. Yeah, like I can pose like, like this and have you think I look ripped, yeah. and then when I sit down to eat, my stomach is yeah. <laughs> I like, like all of us. I like uh, it, finding things that are real help keep you yeah. rooted in like yep. a real world. Yeah, shout out to all the people who are posting their acne, their fat, their cellulite, just you know the real things on human bodies that we all have. Yeah. On social media to remind us that it's not just a highlight reel. People look tired. People have wrinkles. People have all the things. So let's dive headfirst into the stars. We know she's a Libra with a Leo moon and a Capricorn rising. So again, she is leaving behind this Libra sun and it lives in the eighth house for her. I was taught you could end a reading just by sharing what house the sun lives in because that house is always lit up by the sun's light. It does not have an off switch. Okay. Hers is the eighth house of death and rebirth and transformation. So when she says, I'm evolving, my soul's evolving. Yes, it is, sis. And you're going to continue. I, You know you're doing life right with the sun in the eighth house. If you look back in hindsight and reflect and say, wow, I am totally different. I dress different. I've got different people in my lives. That type of person I used to be romantically attracted to was no longer my type. In fact, ugh. And now this is all so new. That is a really good indication for my eighth house sons. Her moon is in Leo, also in the eighth house. Moon and Leo, I love this one. This is Mama and Ben. These people are just fun. They are truly inner children, ready to play at all times. They really never lose that. But the disempowered side of a Leo moon is they just seem to attract drama everywhere they go. So, of course, she sends in a question like this because there is probably drama with this mama going on in her life with this Leo moon, also in the eighth house. Her heart is like, oh, my gosh, I have to go through more transformation. We all crave grounding and people who are ride or die and never leave. But with the moon in this house, we have to get familiar with the unfamiliar. Yeah. And now, finally, her rising sign is Capricorn. Her soul's promise is to provide for herself structure and grounding. So when all these transformations go on with relationships and drama and her inner child being healed, she always remains grounded. Her soul's promise with that Capricorn rising is to be that oak tree that doesn't get swayed in any hurricane that comes along. I love this for her. Now her Saturn, her karmic lesson in this lifetime is in Aquarius. What does that tell you, Mamie Jane? 
Think outside the box. Just think outside the box. With this placement, I kind of wish I had Saturn and Aquarius because it's like your hall pass to go be weird. I always tell people with this placement, if your friends and family are shocked or raise their brows and you see the whites in their eyes of what you're doing or your new announcement of where you're moving or who you're dating, you're doing it right. You're feeding that Saturn, which means you're going to get rewarded. She comes with big life lessons, but she comes with even bigger rewards when you do the work. Now, this lives in the first house for her, the first house of self. Her karmic lesson is to radically be her weird, eccentric, quirky self. You like hear it. me, Libra girl? You came here to be you. Date someone a lot older or a lot younger than you, a different ethnicity than you. Have a job that nobody understands. Have two. Yeah. Do things that make your family go, what the heck? Yeah. And you know you're doing it right. I agree. On top of that, Uranus, the planet that rules Aquarius, so rules all those change, weirdo, eccentricities, is conjunct her rising sign. It's sitting on top of it. So her identity is just triggering for people because she's probably really good at standing in her truth. So, And her, as you were saying, that triggers people. So her, never mind. What? Sag moment. I, I can't, it's so hard for me to focus when he's snoring. I was about to say, so her anus is facing her her um capricorn and then i had something else in my mind and it was like wow this is the most sad thing that's ever happened oh, in my know, mind uranus <clears throat> uranus i'm gonna say uranus because of people like you no you have to do like <laughs> i love how deb always Your, highlights she always laughs uranus. she always laughs but yeah she's got that conjunct her rising sign <clears throat> which makes her identity wonky weird quirky she's my kind of person so that explains her chart perfectly yeah. No wonder she's feeling this. It is totally aligned with where you're at right now. And I pull up transits on her chart and she's got all, see that, all the green planets on the belly at mm -hmm. the bottom of her chart. Well, wait, didn't you say people that normally had everything on the bottom half were very introvert, people on the top half are very extrovert? Exactly. I wonder, but now we're starting to realize like a lot of the people on the bottom are actually extrovert. Like me, I'm bottom heavy. But no way. You are so introverted. Am if I, I were to be like, let's go to a concert where they're smoking and drinking down the road, you'd uh, be like, nope. No. Okay, yes, because the health purposes, but okay. you're very introverted. Okay. Remember when mind. I was like, did you say bye to everybody at the grocery? And like, why would I say that? Oh, yeah. Never mind. Whereas I go in there and I say, guys, I'm moving and it's, ah, my God. Yeah. I'm the extrovert. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's she, extroverted. She's extroverted, but because all of the transits, the green planets on the outside, are at the belly of her chart, the bottom, she's in a very introverted phase. It's no wonder she's writing in. She's feeling like, whoa, this is different. This is weird. I'm not being that Leo moon or the Libra socialite. I am big Capricorn healing energy right now. Nice. Sit through this, girl. I mean, Saturn is technically still in Aquarius, so you are still sitting in the principal's office watching your fellow Saturn and Aquarian people take their final exam, so you're still tapping your finger and a little nervous. You're going to be called out. The bell's going to ring. You're going to go to summer break very shortly on March 7th, but feel it. Sit with it. Journal it. Go to therapy during these types of transits and uproot the past so you can move brightly into the future as your true self. Jeez, that was beautiful. Thank you. Good job. Not a bad episode for our last one in the studio, huh? No. You should do this for a living. I should. Golly. <laughs> no. I think 
<clears throat> feet on the ground, just stay rooted in who you believe yeah. you are and want to be. And as long as, as long as every single day you're doing things that follow your own moral compass, whatever your morals are, then just keep leading by example. Because eventually, most of the people that are quote-unquote haters, don't ever put any energy towards them, though, like prove people right, prove yourself right. But most of these people oh, they'll who, be back. <laughs> who are haters, most of these people in your family who don't understand why you're doing something, who just want to try and sway your beliefs, just keep following your moral compass. Yeah. And when I say, oh, they'll be back, I don't mean like, and, oh, those haters will be back to throw tomatoes at you. I mean, they'll be back as in they will message you and yeah. say, hey, um, no, it's been a while, but uh, how did you go through your divorce? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Hey, I know it's been a while, but uh, are you hiring? Yeah. Stay true to you. <laughs> they will. Just, just keep leading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep being Literally. a Capricorn. Keep being that Capricorn, girl. Let go of the codependency, the people-pleasing of Libra, and step into being a bitch, yeah. being an asshole, whatever people want to call you, where you say no. And they're like, whoa, you're, I'm used to you being a pretty Libra who just lets everybody walk all over them because they're so kind and they want balance and peace. And now all of a sudden you're saying, no, that doesn't make me feel good. I won't be going. Thank you, though. Yeah. Whoa, right? Like, that's a pretty drastic change to go from Libra to Capricorn. Yeah. But it's pretty freaking dope. When you mix those two energies together, that's beautiful. That is someone who genuinely loves you and has boundaries and teaches you that kindness can be leadership as well. The greatest impact you could ever leave on this earth is impacting yourself. Do not die with the music in you. I think that's one of the biggest regrets of the elderly or people sick mm -hmm. and dying is dying with the music in you. And boy, do I need to hear that message myself because yeah. I want to write my novels so bad. Well, you ain't dead yet. I'm not, but it could be. You know, you just never know. So don't wait for the perfect time. Don't wait for permission from other people. Set boundaries with people, even those you love. It's the hardest thing in the world for me to set boundaries with Mr. Baby J, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we are just so Scorpio Moon enmeshed, <clears throat> but it's also the key to the long standing duration of our relationship. Yeah. An ounce of uncomfortableness creates a month of beautiful intimacy and yeah. it is oh so worth it take it from two divorcees we've been around we know that is tried and true yep 100 percent. thank you baby Jay, for joining me we got to get back to work and pack this u-haul this episode will go up tomorrow morning as we are driving the mountain cool. pass with a u-haul so thank you guys for hanging out with us in this pagosa spring studio through the airwave shore but you're in here with us every time we connect through our hearts to these microphones thank you and maybe we'll start recording youtube videos because our yeah. new studio will have way more light be beautiful bright yep. nice view of the denver skyline the mountains can't wait to show you guys follow me on instagram if you want to see some pictures of the new digs at stephanie underscore underscore powers and baby J, where can they find you um i'm trying to get everybody to go to the website so hit up my website jordanlorance.com for some feet on the ground advice yeah heading the stars we will see you guys next week from the new studio in denver peace bye, bye.